Live 105 Mobile Radio is not responsible for the content of the show. Guests and hosts are exercising freedom of speech as guaranteed under the U.S. Constitution. The latest hits and the greatest memories on, 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 on Live 105.5. mobi This is Dr. Seth Francois. Straight Talk with Dr. Seth. Join Imagentainment Inc. and Live 105 Mobile Radio to gain a new perspective on current events and politics that affect our bottom line. Join us on Tuesday and Thursdays, 8 p.m. and let's rock the vote. Welcome to Straight Talk with Dr. Seth. I am Dr. Seth Francois. Today I have some fantastic guests. Author Angela Renee, Donna Darden, President of Perfect Seminars and author, and Ladella, Professor Ladella Levy, who's a professor of political science and author. So we have three authors on the show today. And uh, and we'll be right back after the commercial break. We have a lot of great discussion, and uh, we'll be right back. The latest hits and the greatest memories on, 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 on Live 105.5. mobi Welcome back to Straight Talk. This is Dr. Seth Francois. Again, we have author Angela Renee. Donna Darden, president of Perfect Seminars and author. Ladella Levy, professor of political science and author. And I want to say hello and thank you guys for all coming on the show all at once. Uh, I have to re- let the let the audience know that we're uh, doing this remotely, so there may be some sounds in the background that may be strange, but uh, the conversation will be strong. So how's everybody doing today? Thank you so much. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So, um, Angela, will will you go first and let us know exactly, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. uh, Author Angela Renee, that's my my brand, is Author Angela Renee Co. And I am a life coach and a counselor, but I am a writer extraordinaire. So that's why I use the author because everything that I do is supported by a book or some type of, you know, materials that I put together that are in writing. So the author, Angela Renee, becomes very important. Um, but my heart is with helping people understand that they are to live their best life now and showing them the way to living their best life now so that they can walk in their purpose, bring their gifts to the world, and see all of this supposed to be in life. So that is what I am about. And author Angela Renee Coe is my brand, and it is it is just the best thing in life to do to help other people be their best selves. Well, and 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 the next is uh, Professor uh, Levy. What what uh, tell us a little bit about what you what you're doing and upcoming and all the th- different things that you're doing right now. All right. First of all, thank you, Dr. Seth, for having me on your show today. 
such a pleasure and honor to be able to engage with colleagues. Um, my name is Ladella Levy, Professor. Uh, I have been in for uh, this is actually going into my 20th year, and uh, I've been able to, in that capacity, serve as senator and multiplicity of functions, chairing various committees dealing with equity, inclusion, diversity, uh, so on and so forth, dealing with also doing conferences uh, nationally and internationally, uh, addressing uh, pedagogy, teaching, transformation, creating equitable assessment outcomes for diverse students' populations, students of color in particular, uh, currently working on my uh, fifth text, uh, addressing African-American women in politics, uh, contributing with about three other colleagues from across the country from various universities. My current anthology, Social Justice Movement, I curated in 2017, addressing past, historical, and current social justice protest movements. And in light of the recent pandemic and uprisings with the murder of George Floyd, we'll be uh, working on the second edition of Social Justice Movements. But um, it's just been wonderful to be able to teach to be able to empower, and I love to do these commentaries. So, ready to start. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And Miss Donna Darden, what uh, what say you? Hi. Uh, what say you? Well, first of all, I'm I'm ecstatic about being in the in the company of uh, such talented people. Um, my company is uh, Perfect Seminars, preparing excellent reasoning for effective career transition. I also have an arm on diversity. I'm a certified speaker, teacher, and coach, formerly a vice president for a tier one company at Ford Motor Company. So my book, which is called M period O period M period, deals with the trials and tribulations that we uh, run into in the corporate world, trying to fit in, trying to understand. Um, I give uh, 22 impactful words on mentoring. Thank you. Wow. Uh, I love having this powerful team of beautiful black women um, who's, who's on the show today. Very powerful. You guys have had such, such great careers and such, you know, you've, you've, you've made so, so many contributions to, uh, to the world. And, uh, and so I'm just so happy to have you on the show. Now, the first thing I wanted to talk about was the big thing is what the debate, because we're talking about the debate uh, that happened uh, on uh, uh, Tuesday. And Trump was asked directly about uh, denouncing racism. And or stand having having it you know doing something with it, and he refused. It it almost seemed like he gave an order to stand down. I mean, what what is that about, Dada? You have you have any any anything you'd like to say about that? I I think that I think that was just quite clear. I mean, he he stuttered. He looked. Um, he never looked into the camera. He stuttered. As if uh, we were asking him to um, stop being part of the uh, the fraternity, and he was not going to release those voters, so he didn't want to offend them. So he said, "Stand down," but then he said, uh, "And stand by." So stand by means I I recognize you, I know you're there, and I'll call on you when I need you. 
And, and Angela, I mean, what do you think about that? Paul was very clear. He said it exactly what he meant. His, you know, his demeanor, his behavior, and the whole time when he was speaking regarding that was like, hey, I'm not going to denounce my people. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not going to hear me do that. And it was just this level of arrogance. And, you know, the stand down was kind of like, you know, almost as if he was the leader of this organization that he that he mentioned, right? Like he was telling him to like, stand down. Like, and, and like um, Donna just said, you know, the, and stand by was like, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to give these people what they want. They're not going to hear me say I denounce white supremacy. I'm not going to say that, right? So he just, what he did and what he's always doing, he reassured his people and his base, you know, that he was going to continue to be, you know, the person that he is and that they didn't have to worry. And it wasn't, it was never with him about the people. It's always about those things that interest him and that are about him. And we already know that he's a known white person. Wow. And, and, and what about you, Professor Le uh, Levy? Well, you know, if we're going to unpack the debate, it's really interesting because, first of all, the rules of engagement that govern the way in which a debate should be conducted at the outset were not adhered to by Donald Trump. So he already begins the debate with the positionality of superiority and disrespect, which causes a level of disengagement that sets the tone for the debate. And here you have Biden, who is a seasoned, seasoned debater, who respects decorum, who respects the rule and structure of the way in which a debate should go. And he literally is, you know, he, sometimes you laugh to just keep from hollering, crying, shouting. So a lot of the laughter we saw was not necessarily that he was humored, but that he was in utter dismay and disgust. And instead of going back to his Scranton roots and grabbing Trump by the throat, he just, he just laughed. That's how he calmed himself and diffused the situation. Um, part of the problem is that when you're full of air and you don't know what to say and you don't have the intellectual wherewithal to respond correctly, you divert, you distract, you go into another directional shift. And we saw Trump do that over and over again. Instead of responding to the question and articulating content of substance, he went low. You know, Trump is a bulldog fighter. And Biden is a professional fighter. So you saw MMF. And you saw the professional fighter. The problem is that Trump had him on the rope-a-dope one time. So what needs to happen with Biden, he needs to pull up some of those Scranton roots and get down and dirty and knock his ass out a couple of times. Now, what we did see, <laughs> what we did see was Biden hold the line. We saw him get into the ring. We saw him do some jabs. We saw him maintain himself. But 
it was a shit show. The debate was an absolute shit show. Okay, and and the problem with that is that we live in a realm over the last decade of reality television, and the average consumer that supports Trump is is engaged and enamored with the reality uh, uh, baiting with with the the dogfighter in Trump. So literally, Biden is in the fight of his life. And, you know, I've said this to my students today in my remote class. You know, I'm from 63rd Street, okay? I'm from, it's not the hood, but it's West Oakland. It's a working class hood. So I can go around and round in circles with you verbally and give you a verbal whip-ass. I can. But I don't. You know, at the end of the day, I've gotten older. I've learned how to tame and settle my temperament. Right, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely about decorum, that's for sure. Well, you know, Biden, I, when, that he's, he's, a, he's a couple of decades into it, so he's more settled. The problem is, he's got to pull up and he's got to give some ass whoopings. He needs to get in there. And he needs to tell and call a thing a thing. And when he finally told Trump to shut up, he was right to do so. He needs to get into that ring and he needs to put up his boxing gloves. I don't believe in this. When they go low, we go out and out. Mm -mm. Politics is not for babies. When they go low, you go guerrilla warfare style. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got you. You know, it's, it's like, it's, Trump is a type of person... He likes to fight you in the sandbox so he can throw sand in your eyes. Now, uh, Ms. Donna, what, what, yeah, what, what do you feel, Ms. Donna, about that? Well, um, I realize there's going to be three debates. And normally in the debate situation, and I've done a few, um, I want to talk about uh, Wallace um, losing complete control uh, and also allowing Trump way too long to be argumentative. Okay, that was number one. He should have shut the microphone off. Uh, number two, um, I appreciated Biden keeping it on and up uh, because the United States now is just perceived as a bunch of bullies. I believe Putin said we're a bunch of pedophiles. Okay, so Biden gave a different structure, which I would hope that we would be going into, which would be leadership. Now, should he take a couple of punches uh, at um, uh, Trump? Yes. He probably should start really getting down to the nitty gritty in the next debate. Uh, but this first one, I think that he held his ground. Um, he set his tone on what he was going to be involved in and what he was not going to be involved in. But in the same instance, Wallace did not um, take the cues of, OK, when he said, OK, would, would you shut up? You know, Wallace should have. Uh, reprimanded the president right then. You know, you're taking time away from him. The more you take time away from him, I'm going to give it back. Okay, because it was like a little kid. He was acting like a little kid. So you got to treat a little kid like a little kid, you know. And if he was going to continue to interrupt, all Wallace had to say is, We are going to stop the clock. And Mr. President, when you want to adhere to your agreement, we'll start the clock back, which would have made him even look more worse. But, you know, that's Fox News. And I don't know if that was part of the play, but I commend Biden in not responding to the bullying because that's what Trump is. And I think that's why his voter base, he's so afraid because he when you don't know 
you come in as a bully. When you do know, you can take your time and talk and give the facts. I like the fact that Biden looked at us. He looked at us. He said, American people, you know, he just completely shut him off. But I blame a lot of what went on there with the uh, lack of skills that Wallace showed in controlling that debate. He didn't control it. It controlled right. it. Well, we have to take a commercial break. We'll be right. We'll be right back. And Donna, if you have anything else, you can continue on when we get back. The latest hits. And the greatest memories. On, 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 on live 105.5. mobi Welcome back to Straight Talk with Dr. Seth. I am Dr. Seth Francois. And uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, Trump not denouncing racism and uh, some other things that tie into it and how the debate went and how it was out of control. And I know you had something uh, that you wanted to uh, interject, uh, Miss Angela Renee, and uh, uh, so the floor is yours. Oh, okay, yes, thank you. Um, I was really appreciated what uh, Professor Levy Nadella had to say, you know, about, you know, the quorum and how it was handled. And then also, I believe that um, that Donna brought in another perspective of it. But I, I really was taking a, the pulse of the people and hearing what people had to say. And one of the things that I think everybody felt like, and um, Professor Levy said this, she said that it was, it really was a shit show. There were no winners, you know, in that situation. Even though Biden may have projected himself better, there still were no winners. And I definitely think that that has a lot to do with Wallace uh, handling it. So you'll see a lot of people on social media saying that um, Samuel um, Jackson should be the next moderator. <laughs> And we'll be able to handle a situation like that better. And that's something that I laugh at, but I totally agree because if the rules of engagement have been so skewed now because we've had this ridiculous person as a leader of, of the United States for the last four years, then we're going to have to handle those debates in a different way. And so I see what both Professor Levy and what, um, you know, Donna Darden are saying. I think both. Um, I think that, you know, definitely you, you have to take some low jabs with, with Trump because he doesn't, he's never been engaged in the rules of politics the way that we have come to know this. It's not going to happen. And unfortunately, yes, this reality TV show world that we have created, you know, a lot of our younger people, a lot of our millennials, and definitely our, um, our, our Gen Z, you know, young people are used to this and it doesn't bother them at all. You know what I'm saying? And so they look forward to that. So things are going to have to change as far as whoever's going to moderate, they're going to have to do this differently. And also, you know, Biden's going to have to know how to gracefully go back and forth with the president and make his point. You know, without looking to me, he looked like he was ready to fight. Like in his eyes, it's just like, man, I almost just felt like it would have been better to just let them box and get it over with. You know, yeah. he did not. He tried to, to manage himself, but it, 
but he did he did so I didn't agree that he did a good job. I think he was thrown by how by some sadness, you know, once again a Democrat not being able to handle a debate with this ridiculous narcissistic leader of, of the United States. Yeah, okay. Now now the other thing and, and thank you for that. I, the other thing is Let's talk about that $750 tax return. What do you guys think about that? After Trump just initiated this new, this new bailout, uh, pretty much for rich people, and many middle class people are paying double amount of taxes now because of his new plan, but he only pays $750. What do you think about that, Ms. Donna Darden? Well, definitely I'm not happy about that, but I'm not surprised. I mean, when he got into office in 2016, he said, uh, basically, if you don't like the law, if you don't like what I'm doing, change the law. He will he will uncover every loophole that we have in the system and he will use it. And I don't know why people are acting surprised on the fact that uh, we never held him accountable to even get his taxes out there. But yet everybody wanted to know if Obama was born in the United States. I mean, there's just it's just riddled with double standards, even up to the Supreme Court uh, um, uh, pick. It's just riddled with telling, giving us the, the message, giving black people the message that, yeah, it, you, it doesn't matter. You're black. You're not you know, we're not going to hang your picture in the White House. I mean, it's just such a huge I can't believe anybody black that's going to vote for this guy, but I do know some black people that are. But I'm amazed that they can't see it. I mean, it's as though they're blind. They're blind. Well, I'm pretty sure that uh, President Obama will have his picture in the White House after November. So, But he shouldn't have to wait. It should have been demanded. That is, that is the prerequisite of holding that office. That is what you do. And it seems like there's he's being held to no he's the, the Constitution be damned he's going to do what he wants to do, right? Right. You know, and black right. people black people definitely um, need to wake up and stop being this wishy washy. Well, he'll do this, he'll do that, you know, because he's not going to do it. Right, and stop accepting what other people want to give to us. Right. I, I get that. I get that. Now, now I, I got to move on because we're running running out of time for this segment. So I wanted to go and uh, take it back to um, to Angela Renee and see if you had anything you wanted to say on this uh, uh, on a brief note of, about what's going on. Oh, quickly, but I don't know if um, Professor Levy has had a chance to talk on this, but I'll just be real quick. You know, he's. <laughs> I, no one should be surprised, just like Donna said. This is exactly what he does. This is what a lot of people that understand the system is for them, you know, and they're the privileged people, the white white people. <laughs> they do this all the time. You know, he just does it on a level that most people have never seen before, you know, so boldly, you know. So um, I, I'm not surprised that he's hardly paying any taxes, if any, and that he's getting all this money back. Because he under, understands the system. He's been working it. That's why he doesn't care about bankruptcies, any of that. And he will continue to work the system. And so I am, I am not surprised at all. Not surprised at all. And, and Professor Levy, what about you? Well, in the last uh, 
goodness, several decades from about the 1930s, even getting into the 1940s, the wealthy elite paid over 34% of their income in taxes. And over the last several decades, through policies, through changes in our economic infrastructure and tax policies, the shifting and the burden of taxation has fallen on the lower to middle class to where now the wealthy elite pay less than 3% of income in taxes. So what Donald Trump is doing isn't anything that any rich or so-called rich elite individual is doing across the board, in addition to hiding their income. We keep talking about the fact that he only paid $750 in taxes, but that was for the two years mentioned in 2015 and 2016, but for over a decade, he paid zero in personal taxes. So honestly, if it was a, a real debate, that issue would have been front and center. And the reason being is because his taxes also revealed that he is in debt in excess of millions to entities. And even to get a federal clearance, they look at your income debt ratio, and that allows for you to get a federal clearance. Theoretically speaking, due to his personal debt, he's not even supposed to have a federal clearance. Wow. Okay? So, see, these are issues. Had the debate been a debate, this would have naturally been unpacked. Right. So, if Donald Trump does not adhere to future debate guidelines, we're not watching a debate. We're not getting content, substantive issues necessary to unpack, to analyze, to process who these two candidates really are. If Biden is allowed to be interrupted over and over again, we're not going to know what's in his policy platform, what the Democrats are planning to present to the nation. So clearly, based on even what the analysts and what the reports and data have said as of yesterday, there is going to be changes in the next debate to the point that our Donald Trump's response has been, I'm not going to participate if you have any changes. Why is he saying that? He's saying that because he doesn't know substance. So if he can't do the rope-a-dope, if he can't verbal joust, he can't participate in a debate because it's not there. There's no substance inside of him. I have to take a commercial break, and we'll be right back. The latest hits and the greatest memories on, 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 on Live 105.5, mobi Welcome back to Straight Talk with Dr. Seth. I am Dr. Seth. Uh, the guest here, Ms. Uh, author Angela Renee, uh, Donna Darden, president of Perfect Seminars and author, uh, Ladella Levy, a professor of political science and author, are all here just chatting about the debate and what should have been done better, talking about some of those key points. And, and so, the next question I wanted to ask is, 
about uh, uh, how Trump tried to disrespect Biden, saying that he wasn't smart. And Don, I, I want you to start this one off. Okay, well, definitely um, that was one of his so-called low blows. Uh, but also, he just came off like a thug. You know, he tried to 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 bully and get into his head. Um, same thing when he used the fact about his son. Now, we can start talking about um, Trump's wife. Um, does she have clothes on today? I don't know. Um, you know, uh, we can start talking about his son who tried to cover up what he said, the biggest liar. It's like a, a whole family of sociopaths. And, and I mean, he hoax. could have brought that up. Right, right, the right. The whole and, family. And, 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 yeah, but, but I'm talking about the hoax uh, college, university that they had also. Oh, yeah. Everything that they've done, everything that they've touched. And I blame the American public for that. I blame the people that even promoted him to the level of being a president because you're supposed to do a background check. And I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody black that's that's uh, filed bankruptcy one time that doesn't go through uh, all kind of mess just to get a, a roof over their head. And this guy's done it how many times, 14 times or 10 times. You know, how can you run a country and you can't even run your own personal business? So I, my thing with him is that he's just a huge uh, mountain of thuggish behavior. Um, and when he's talking about blacks and he's talking about Mexicans and he's talking about people of different ethnic beliefs, he's really looking in the mirror talking about himself. So what do you think about uh, President Trump trying to humiliate uh, Biden by saying he, he wasn't smart? You know, I think that really Biden handled that in the right way because that was such an ignorant statement coming from an ignorant person, it was just like, you know, you don't even want to glorify it. Saying it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it didn't even deserve Biden responding to it because it was just so ridiculous to someone who is obviously ignorant. You know, and like Fidella uh, has said, social media said so many times, you know, he doesn't have what it takes. He lacks the capacity to even participate in a debate so that's why he does what he does. And so just to even comment on that was unnecessary. So I really appreciate the way Biden handled that. Because, you know, everybody's just looking at it like, really? You really said that? You really said something about somebody being stupid? I mean, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, and you so know, I think he handled it in the right way. And, you know, it's so crazy because uh, from what his niece has said, that someone, uh, I think his sister said something to his niece about, so he paid someone to take his college entrance exams. So it's just like, who who is really the one that's not smart? You know, it just, it's ridiculous. And, and, and well, he, obviously, he, he obviously can't read a prompter because he hasn't made a speech correct yet. Right, and, 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 they, and all of his staff has said that he doesn't read. He doesn't read right. reports. He doesn't read. he doesn't read anything. So you almost have to figure, is this guy... Like just hiding his illiteracy or something like that, you know? Uh, it's 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 just right, real I'm crazy. Literally, I'm literally reflecting and just shaking my head. But I would love to hear what um, Professor Levy has to say on that one. So what? So so say so, you, Miss Levy. Okay, thank you, Arthur uh, Angela Renee. I like what you said, and I'll add to that: it's not what you're called, is what you respond to. 
And the other facet of that is, like I said to my student, you a grown man, and a man is saying, don't you ever say the word smart. That elicited a response. Because you don't ever tell another man, man to man, don't you do X, Y, Z. Because he's, one, he's not a slave, and two, he's not his inferior. So that elicited a response. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, that part right there. You know, and then and then you start talking about projection. You know, he says, "Well, you know, I went to the doctor, and the doctor said I, I took this wonderful test." Then the guy, you know, and, and it was a test to see if he had some type of uh, memory loss or something like that. But yeah, he did so great on the test, and and then you know, it's it's uh, everything that he does is great, and everything that anyone else does is not. You know, uh, it's not great, and I just think that he set the wrong precedent for a thing being the president. He is just such. I mean, he's probably will go down as being one of the less smart presidents in the United States history. Yeah. Now let's just yeah, call it the way it is. You know, stupid. You know, this is the thing that really bothers me, and the reason why I can't give Trump too much energy is because he literally cannot sing together words to create an intelligent sentence. So it's like, how can I give you my energy when you are so ignorant, you know, and so just ill-prepared to do anything for anyone else and running a country means that you're supposed to be looking out for the people in a country, right? He is just the wrong person to be anyone's leader and it's just sad that this is the state that we're in well it you you, you are absolutely right now the the, the the other question i want to get on is this big thing because we have this coronavirus and and, and all that that's going on and this man is trying to push a vaccine that's not ready i mean and and he's saying that of course that that's you know deflecting that the democrats don't want the vaccine because you know the you know, so what? I mean, what 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 do you what do you say about that, Miss Darling? I'm saying that no one in my family is going to be taking it because they have a past history of using us as experiments. Tuskegee. I understand that right. they were giving five thousand dollars to homeless people to to actually uh, use the vaccine, and now of course people are walking around, their hair's falling out in their hands. They don't know why. They're saying, "Oh, that's temporary." I mean, how can you trust a person? that has lied to you from the beginning and then say, oh, here, put this in your veins. And also 75, what is it, 70, 75% black and brown people are affected by coronavirus. So then turn around and change the insurance. So if you have a pre-existing, you can't get insurance. I mean, it's just, it's just a huge circle of, um, um, you know, kill us. That's what I hear, kill us. Wow, and and what about uh, Donna, you, Miss Lady? Well, you know, us. that's what you're I saying. Share, I, um, I share those. Yeah, I share those sentiments with regard to vaccines and the politicalization of science and race being used as a tool of power, and we know that African Americans have been the experimental model. And we have been disproportionately harmed 
by science, by vaccines. We can go to the Tuskegee experiment, to the utilization of uh, craniology and equating us with uh, apes. So, you know, science is one thing, but it's not God. It's not the all in all. And neither is this vaccine that I will not take. Period. And I've actually had coronavirus. I've actually been in the hospital for over a week. I've actually been on oxygen. I actually was waking up gasping for air. I know what it's like to be physically weak to where everything that you used to be able to do, you can no longer do. So I know firsthand the impact. I know about being in COVID isolation and the doctors are coming in suited up like it's wartime, coming into your room. I know about the hospital staff ignoring you because you're black and not wanting to give you treatment. And I'm having to file complaints while in the hospital to the CFO. Okay? Hell well, no, we're, glad that, we're glad that you made it. We, we're glad that you made it because I right. like and To date, I've lost 30 people, 30 friends to date. Wow. 30. Wow. I, I, I can say this is, this is a show by itself. You know, I have a podcast, the Rooftop Podcast, and this one particular topic about the vaccine is a show to itself, and it's so refreshing to hear everyone saying the same thing, because I'm not taking your vaccine. There is no. no way that I will be a part of your experiment. There is no way that you will try to make me feel like I can't do something unless I have the vaccine. It's not going to happen. That's why. I think it's so important that African-Americans, that we realize we have got to come together and create our own and be, you know, and have our own businesses and our own cities, our own states for real, because they are not going to control me. No, I'm not no. going down that road. I've never allowed my children to take vaccines until they have been around for years. And then I like, might allow them to have it. Never well, when Bill, when Bill Gates and his wife when Bill Gates and his wife decide that they're going to take it and I get to monitor them for six months, then I'll do it. Well, but I've got a real problem with somebody that's not even in the government uh, suggesting that, well, we'll need to inject the black babies first and the black and brown people need to be the first because they're being affected by this harshly. Well, that was the plan. You know, this stuff changes your DNA. Right. It changes your DNA. Do you understand what that means? You can wake up with your arm growing out your head. This is serious stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're going to try to, and the, the, the next plan is going to be, if you don't have it, and if you all don't know, it's already in your phone, and, and because you've had uh, COVID before, if you don't get the vaccine, it's going to think thing where you can't buy and sell. That's the next thing. You're not on the list of taking the, yep. the vaccine, so you can't have this and you can't have that. It's another form of control. Well, right. I, 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 believe, I believe the power of uh, speaking life through what we say. So I'm not going to speak that because, one, I'm not going to get the vaccination. And, two, I serve a God that heals. And, three, I'm not going to speak that type of energy that I'm not going to be able to navigate through civil society unless I get the vaccine. I'm not going to participate in that. I'm not. Well, you know what? No, but it's going to be right. our children. We have to make sure that we do the things that are necessary. One, definitely voting, you know, people getting out and voting. But we have to stand up. We have to become aware of what's going on in our community. We have to make sure that we're aware of what's going on and that we come together and that the power of the people 
is what determines how things happen and not the power of a few of the one percent because that's the reason why we have the politicization i can't say that so well like you <laughs> the politicization of science is because of the one percent that wants to control the masses and keep them under and keep them you know down and that's all this is all about it really yep. to see what is the what are the people going to go for what are we right. going to accept what are we going to say yes to and it's yeah we have to be mindful but i believe just like Adela said i don't i don't worry about anything see some people are fearful right now but i'm encouraged because right. of generation z and the gen x's that are out there saying no no more no, that's right. Stop. That's right. Now, no more, no more of this racism, systemic racism. It's right. Yeah. We call it telling the truth. We are out of time, <laughs> so I want to give. <laughs> I, I want to give everybody. Actually, we're over time, but I'm. I'm going to try to do some stuff to get get the whole show on. So I just wanted to for each of you guys to go back and let people know how they can get in contact with you. Tell tell people a little bit. Uh, about some of the key points uh, about yourself and then how they how uh, they can get in contact with you. So let's start off with uh, Angela, Miss Angela Renee. Yes, you can reach me all the time at www.authorangelarenee and Renee.com. Okay, Renee spelled R-E-N-A. That's how my daddy spelled my middle name, Renee. So it's authorangelarenee.com. Um, I you know, I appreciate the time on the show and with these amazing women and, and our host, Dr. Seth. I am so glad that we got a chance to, to unpack the debate, the debate, but even more encouraged about the last question that lets us know that we have to be informed citizens and we have to do whatever we can in our communities to make sure that our needs are heard and that the things that that are being done are there for the people. The power to the people. That's my final word. Power to the people. That's what's up. All right, Miss Ladella, uh, Professor Ladella Levy, what, what do you have to say? Well, you know, um, Angela, Renee, and I are both UCLA alumni, and we're both black UCLA alumni. So we have both been taught by black scholars and activists and social revolutionary reformers. So we are literally like two sides of the same coin. We have the same energy. You can reach me at Professor Ladella Levy at UCLA Alumni Net or ProfLevy2000 at Yahoo.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, I dropped off of social media to include uh, Instagram and Facebook a couple of years ago. The Dems wanted me to run for state assembly. I decided after six months of wanting to run and declaring my candidacy to focus on my son, getting him out of high school. He's now successfully in his sophomore year as a political science pre-law major and activist in his own right. But that's how you can reach me. And, and what about you, Miss Donna? Darling? Well, as, as usual, it's been a pleasure, Seth. I really enjoy um, these discussions. Uh, you can reach me at www.perfectseminarsllc.com. Remember that stands for Preparing Excellent Reasoning for Effective Career Transition. So when I coach you, no one else knows. Have a good day. <laughs> well, I want to say thank you. It, it, it's such a pleasure to have some of the brightest minds 
I mean, I mean, Trump, Trump should have really hired you guys to be in his administration because then he would have had bright minds in his administration. <laughs> and uh, so, I don't think that's what he's I mean, you know, we, we we would have to take the melanin out of you guys so he would give you a chance. But uh, <laughs> other than that, other than that, I think uh, I, I just want to say thank you guys very much, and just want to let the audience know that this show is powered by uh, Live One Hundred Five Five Mobile Radio and uh, Imagintainment Inc. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next show. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Dr. Seth Francois. Straight Talk with Dr. Seth. Join Imagentainment Inc. and Live 105 Mobile Radio to gain a new perspective on current events and politics that affect our bottom line. Join us on Tuesday and Thursdays, 8 p.m., and let's rock the vote. The latest hits and the greatest memories on, 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 on live 105.5. www.1055.mobi.